This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, it is one of the most common drugs that millions of people buy over the counter and take for heartburn and acid reflux. And I'm holding up to the camera my own package of generic Zantac. I bought it just a few weeks ago. And now there are worries that ranitidine, which is the generic name for it, contains an impurity that can cause cancer. The drugs have been recalled in the United States, but the situation here is really confusing and seems to keep changing by the day. Last week, Health Canada said it was assessing the problem. This week, it has issued a recall, but I'm not exactly sure what that means and if it applies to all forms of the drug, which is why. Billy Chung of PharmaSave Drugs is here to help us sort it out and to take your calls. I'm so glad to see Hi, you. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. It's uh, it's nice to be back. It's been a while. So it's, it's been a while. Uh, let me just give out the numbers because I'm sure I'm not the only person that has questions about this. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And we are talking about the situation with Zantac or Renitidine, which... Okay, so what is is it is it recalled or not? <laughs> so you, you know what? I, I first of all say you're not the only one to be confused, and I'm sure there's listeners confused. And I can let you know that there's healthcare professionals, doctors, pharmacists who are also confused because it's it's evolving and changing, as you've indicated, fairly quickly in terms of just the messaging around it. Um, the, the way it started is that in the U.S. and as much as I'm aware, there's a there's a pharmacy in the U.S. that tests their drugs that they use. And it's it's what they consider third-party testing. So it's not done by FDA or whatever. And uh, back in the summertime, I think somewhere around June time, they tested and found this NDMA. This is the chemical that is... Um, known to be carcinogenic in larger quantities. Um, so, but it's also a chemical that's an impurity that's found in meats and milk and dairy products. Like it's in our water. Like it's, it's there. It's just that as long as you're not taking too much of it, generally we think that it's fine. Um, so this pharmacy found this chemical, told the FDA, FDA is like, huh, okay, let's, kind of analyze and look at this. And uh, what happened was that uh, about a week ago, I think it was the 13th of September, uh, the Health Canada did a release that basically said, hey, we're going to assess this. We know that there's this NDMA. But this is after the U.S. The US. recalled it. I, the U.S. actually didn't recall it either. So you have to kind of look oh. at the actual information in terms of whether it's actually an official recall or not. What you found in the U.S., though, is that there are voluntary uh, recalls by some of the manufacturers of uh-huh. this uh, drug. And at the same time, you probably saw in the media, some of the pharmacy chains did a massive recall as well. And so what happened was that there's kind of this blend of what's 
officially recalled versus what the companies have voluntarily done. And not all the companies did it because it's not all the renitidines. And I think right now in Canada, there's 10 plus companies that make renitidine. So it's not just one. And uh, as it stands right now, uh, this week, earlier this week, four more companies said, okay, we're recalling <laughs> our renitidine as well. Okay. So, <laughs> so first, Health Canada said, we're looking at it. Yeah. Then Health Canada said, okay, we've told the distributors to stop. We've asked. We've Okay, <laughs> we've asked the distributors to stop, but you can still buy the stuff that's yes. on the shelf. Yes. Now I saw the word recall you, so... What Those has are the been? companies that have recalled it, right? So it's it's the companies themselves. So it's still Health Canada saying, hey, we want to be precautionary about so this. So they haven't recalled anything because I saw those words in a press release. There's there's different words in it and you'll <laughs> see that. And I, I pulled it out just trying to make sure because, again, lots of confusion around here. There's the assessing. And then here it's the request that companies stop distributing it. Yes. Right? And then when you actually read the language, it'll say uh, additional radiating drugs are being recalled by by four companies that was there earlier this week and you'll see the four companies are listed there on the on the on the recall notice so in total there's five different quote-unquote manufacturers that have pulled the renitidine there's still a bunch out there that can still be done the other thing i think to keep in mind is that this is not a recall from a consumer or patient level so in other words it's you, you've seen recalls in the past where it says hey anybody with this drug bring it back to your pharmacy right and that's not the type of recall this is this recall is simply just from the distributor down to the retailers and say, hey, okay, we're no longer going to send it out and you can't order it anymore. What's out there can still be given out. The reason for that too is that because of the the nature of this, they're trying to figure it out is that at the end of the day, it's not something that's going to cause harm right away necessarily. It's not something that you can take and, oh no, I'm going to feel sick or it's going to be causing something right away. It, it It's over time. So it's one of these that it's the drug's been around for decades, <laughs> decades. People are taking it for decades. So it's a, it's a different type of, I guess, confusion that's caused but as a this, result of that. This thing is not in all forms of the drug because I also saw something that Health Canada wants to make sure, like they're saying you can sell it, but we want to make sure that yours doesn't have this NDMA in it. So the ones that have been the companies have voluntarily recalled the drug, it's been shown, they've tested it to say, hey, there's NDMA in this, so let's pull it off the shelf just to be safe, precautionary. Let's stop distributing this. There's a bunch of other manufacturers that's not part of this process and it hasn't, they haven't identified or found it yet, but there's some data to say that they're suspicious that all renitidine may have this, right? Okay. So that's the layering, right? So I think, you know, the, if we're going to look at kind of the short message to people out there is that if you currently take it, this is probably the opportunity to go speak to your doctor, your pharmacist to say, hey, what should I do? Do I still need this? Because I'll tell you, as a as a pharmacist, most people shouldn't need to take this on a regular basis. So the whole concern about the large quantities and uh, issue isn't that big of a factor. Now, there are some people that take it every day. There's such situations, but there's alternatives. There's also other medications that are in the same class. There's other medications that work better than a, that are in a different class. They could be alternatives to those people that have to take it. But this is the this is the time to have a conversation, a review, evaluation. Do we need this anymore? Is there something else you can do instead? Is there um, non-drug things you can do? If it's for heartburn, typically what you're trying to do is avoid the foods, avoid the timing, don't lie down after you eat. I mean, there's a whole bunch of tips you can do to help avoid some of that stuff as well. We are talking about Zantac 
ranitidine. And it is a very confusing situation where uh, some uh, an impurity that can cause cancer was discovered. And so some of this drug has been voluntarily recalled. The situation keeps changing day by day in terms of what Health Canada is doing. And uh, it's it's hard to know what to do. And also, there are alternatives to this, Billy, right? The situation is confusing uh, and definitely Trying to decipher it is also a challenge, but you know the the simple root here really is to say, okay, the layer about what and how and whether it's a recall or not. You know what? At the end of the day, we know that there's some of these drugs that may have an an issue. It's not one that is urgently going to cause a health concern, but it's one that gives you time as a person who uses it to go out and speak to your healthcare professional, doctor, pharmacist, and find out what you should do and look at alternatives. I think that's really the the short avenue of trying to decipher some of this is to say, hey, all right, if you're taking it, then let's look at what you should do as a result. Well, what are the alternatives? There's Pepsid? Yeah. So from an over-the-counter perspective, people have been taking the Zantac, which is the ranitidine. So the Pepsid is famotidine. It's kind of a cousin of ranitidine. It does the same thing. It helps to reduce the amount of acid that's produced in your, uh, that's released in your stomach, right? So, um, switch. <laughs> Speak to your pharmacist, see if it makes sense, you know, uh, and, and try that one out and see if that's an alternative you, you take for that situation. It's still best to have that discussion first. Um, and then obviously there's also prescription. So some people may be taking prescription ranitidine and some of that's also been affected. Uh, and same thing, there's other alternatives available on prescription that uh, people can take. And some of them is a class called proton pump inhibitors, PPI, some people might have heard of. Uh, and there's, again, other versions of ranitidine that's not the same too. So there's solutions. It's it, This isn't a situation where there's nothing you can do and no alternative medication. So it's, uh, it's not bad. Okay, people have uh, questions. Let's start with Linda in London. And Linda, you have a question about proton pump inhibitors, PPIs. Hi, Linda. Hi. Uh, well, I've actually had a lot of experience with this in that um, my husband developed uh, Barrett syndrome, which is a precancerous syndrome, as a result of uh, severe acid reflux. Mm. And in trying to deal with that, uh, he was prescribed a PPI inhibitor, yep. um, which, you know, a lot of people take for acid reflux. And the concern I have is that a lot of these medications are being prescribed by doctors for life. They're not being monitored. Uh, the information regarding whether these uh, medications actually are working for the particular situation that you're being prescribed um, is not being addressed. And uh, when I actually looked into it myself and did some research on that particular drug that he was taking, uh, I found out that, it, in fact, they had determined there was no conclusive evidence that it helped Barrett syndrome at all. And yet he'd been on this for many, many years. And then, of course, there was a lot of controversy about whether people should even be taking PPI inhibitors. And so, you know, people are that are self-prescribing and taking things like Zantac, which I did myself for a number of years to help with the acid. Um, my understanding is that when people have acid reflux, it's not because you don't how you have too much acid, it's because you don't have enough acid in your gut. And so based on that, <clears throat> you should be taking things that are going to normalize your gut activity. And what I'm seeing is that 
most pharmaceutical drugs change processes or alter normal processes in the body, which doesn't really heal the problem. It just sort of deals with the symptom. Okay, so Linda, I'm going to let Billy respond. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. And uh, there was a lot there that yeah. Linda talked about. So I'll address a couple of things. I completely agree. Uh, and not just for PPIs, but all drugs, right? You should be reassessed and reviewed on a regular basis. Um, I would very rarely would I say you should be prescribed a drug for life. <laughs> Things change, your body changes. Yeah, that sometimes that's people just, you know, they're yeah. comfortable with it. They think it helps them. And, and that's Usually sometimes what happens is as people are taking it, they feel good and they're feeling fine and they don't want to go off of it for fear that the original issue may come back, right? So um, any of these medications for acid reflux and uh, uh, heartburn and, and such – it, it, it shouldn't, you should be going after the cause. So one of the other things Linda talked about is that a lot of these drugs, they address the symptom. And that's correct. You're, you're dealing with the symptom, but what you need to do is look at the, what's causing it, right? And so if it is food, diet, habits, things like that, then let's see if we can fix that. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on and try to change some of the lifestyle um, habits. And, you know, occasionally, I think, you know, that's the intent. When Zantac was removed from prescription and made over the counter, the intent is to have a more effective medication for treating heartburn when it does happen, but the intent is not for people to take it on a long-term basis. It really should be for just occasional relief only. Okay, let's hear from Pamela in Aurelia. Hi, Pamela. Hi, good afternoon. Sorry, I'm in my car, but I guess my comment is similar to the woman who phoned in um, just previous to this, and that I started on a natural uh, remedy of apple cider vinegar and warm water, just mm-hmm. a tablespoon in a big glass, and that cured acid reflux, and I have told so many people who have uh, adopted this and changed from taking uh, medication to just drinking a glass with apple cider vinegar in it to, again, not reduce acid, but to increase the, uh, to decrease the, da- the gas that's in their system. And that's the and balance, that's- right? Do you, do you take it regularly, Pamela? Um, actually, you know, I actually got used to the taste of it, so I like it. Mm. Well, I do. I drink it frequently. <laughs> yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, if you find a solution that, and, and you should still speak with the healthcare provider around it, just around what it is, just to make sure. But if it's something that is not going to cause harm either, and it works for you. Now, it doesn't work for everybody, but for some yeah. people it may. Yeah. I, I know people who uh, it works for, and I tried it. Doesn't work didn't for work me. for you, um, and and yeah, that that's the the best way is to say, hey, well, are there alternatives? Are there other things you can do? Uh, are there things you can do in the short term? And uh, obviously, also is that if for some reason, like for example, for people where the natural remedies may not work, then yeah, see if there's other medications that will do it or other natural remedies. There's lots of things you can try because um, this this whole acid reflux and uh, uh, the heartburn thing it it does have a diet is a big piece what you eat throws off the balance in your system and your 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 body is just trying to respond right so when your body responds it can respond in all different ways and that's where some of these discomforts come well, from well some of those things are hard to give up like uh, i'm not giving up my coffee sorry yeah. <laughs> caffeine but it's a balance right yeah. but you know spicy foods right how like often are you too, eating yes. that right but if you're eating it very regularly maybe you might need to modify diet i mean there's lots of things we may need to change to feel better okay <laughs> let's go to dennis and brampton hi dennis thank you for taking my call libby i'm also on on the car phone so i'll be, I'll be brief 
So my question is, I, I do have a diagnosis of GERD, which was uh, done through a scope. Yeah. And I have done the dietary lifestyle changes, but um, I'm concerned that that's still not enough. And uh, I'm currently taking Panto, the uh, PPI. Yep, Pantoprazole. And uh, when I was planning to go back on an H2 blocker, so I'm wondering, are there other H2 blockers um, that I can ask my doctor about other than ranitidine? Yeah, and your doctor will know, right? There's famotidine, isatidine. There's a whole bunch of different versions of it that are available on prescription. And because you have been diagnosed with GERD, it is a prescription. You're using it for prescription. It's not the over-the-counter um, treatment that you need. And uh, it, it, again, it, it probably will depend on you know how long the situation has. Have it been reassessed? Has the you know is the condition still there? There's a whole bunch of factors as your body changes over time. So it's you know opportunity to be reassessed. Now you know. You're not, you're not on ranitidine, so you're not being affected by this. But, uh, you know, if you're on pentoprazole as a PPI, I think it's still important for you to look at it once in a while and see if you still need to take that on a long-term basis or whether those alternatives. Now, when you buy those PPIs over the counter, it no. says don't take yeah. it for more than 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same idea. So just like the ranitidine moved from prescription to over the counter, there was uh, PPIs, one of them specifically, uh, that was moved, uh, oh, I don't know how long ago, a year or two ago as well. It's, it's a more effective because the PPI works differently. It actually yeah. stops the acid production yeah. versus reducing the acid uh, distribution in the system. So depending on the situation, but the 14 days is exactly the reason. Anybody who needs it longer, there's more things going on that needs to be dealt with. And you don't want to just continue taking over the counter drugs or even on prescription, you do need to be reassessed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's take a call from Werner. Hi, Werner. Hello, Libby. Go Hello. ahead. You're on uh, the about air. This heartburn stuff. I take a slice of ginger. You can buy it. It's a bit on the expensive side. It's processed, right? You buy it in the bulk store, even in stores. Slice of that ginger, it's gone. Yeah. What okay. kind of ginger is it? It's not like ginger root that you... Yes, it is a ginger root, but it's processed. It's got some bit of, bit of sugar on it. Oh, like, like crystallized a... ginger, like you use in cooking? Yeah, yeah not cookies. It's a straight ginger. Yeah, I'm no, actually I mean, envisioning, you know, like they have like dried mango slices. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. dried ginger slice. Is that what you're referring to, Warner? Yeah, that's the, that's the one. In a big okay. bin. Mm, yeah. Okay, we'll try it. <laughs> Won't well, hurt hey. Thanks. It probably stimulates a little bit of stomach acid balance for them. You know, again, it's uh, it's it's subjective too, right? Because you can have so many different factors happening. But yeah, if something works and it's not harmful, and you're not eating, you know, forty slices of this, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> uh, we're starting to run out of time here, so back to the original confusion. Okay, let's try to. <laughs> okay, so if you do take Santac, yes, maybe not constantly but occasionally when you need it and if it does work for you should you stop taking it should you keep doing what you're doing you know in the interim before you can speak to a pharmacist or something so i would say if you were prescribed ranitidine by your doctor for whatever specific reason whether it's an ulcer or whatnot and it's being treated for that you don't stop it Okay, continue to take it and then make an appointment with your doctor or at least go in to see your pharmacist and speak to them and see what you, how you should proceed. So in other words, for the, those people taking a prescription, the indications are different than simply just heartburn. 
Okay, so that's the first layer. For those people that are taking it over the counter, um, those are typically kind of self medicated. Um, it's heartburn, so it's not like a life threatening, you know, issue necessarily. Uh, if you want to stop because you have concerns of whether uranidine is one of the ones that have been recalled by the company or whether it's one of the ones that is affected by this impurity, the NDMA, then stop taking it. Deal with the heartburn for a bit make your appointment, go speak to your doctor or your pharmacist and see what to do. I think those are probably the simplest things to uh, follow through on right now. Okay, good advice. Pharmacist Billy Chung from PharmaSave, thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate the advice. It's great to be back today. Thanks, Libby. Okay. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.